0: The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network,
1: found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. And hello again, wrestling fans. Welcome to a special edition of This Week in History. We've been going through the month of uh, January lately, and there's a lot of Royal Rumbles obviously going on. And last night they did the 35th annual Royal Rumble. We want to give a little bit more attention to the rumble themselves because it's one of my favorite events of the year and we're going to run through the first uh, bunch of royal rumbles and we'll stop and pick it up again next year and do it in a couple chunks until we get through all uh 35 or probably that time could be about 36 or 37 royal rumbles we'll see how uh, time uh, goes for us but we want to as i said give uh, a little more focus on what's probably the best match uh, or card of the year. Uh, Of course, it hypes up to WrestleMania and the road to WrestleMania, but it all starts at the Royal Rumble. Uh, Hopefully you enjoyed last night's uh, show. Um, I know I did, and uh, Jonesy, uh, who's going to join us in just a moment, we were just talking, and uh, both of us seem to enjoy the show. I want to thank you for watching on YouTube or Facebook, listening to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else you get podcasts from. We are part of the Ontario Independent Podcasting Network and the John Podcasting Network over in the UK. Well uh, have you join us anytime by emailing scumbagswrestling at gmail.com, reach us at our Facebook page, or go to our website, scumbagswrestling.ca. In many ways to get in touch with us, share your thoughts, and relive history. But Before we can dive into uh, the Royal Rumble, we need to go over to Niagara Falls and say hello to Jonesy. How are you?
0: I am good. How are you?
1: Doing well. Uh, Yeah, last night, as I said, we were watching the Royal Rumble up and and went to midnight. And then um, just before crashing, I was uh, actually joining uh, Conrad Cushman uh, in the comments sections of his uh, podcast, uh, Everything Pro Wrestling. And they were reviewing the show. So I added some comments there before I crashed for the night, but uh, I enjoyed uh, the rumble. Uh, Very predictable. I did the predictions uh, earlier in the afternoon and run the league, and I actually got like 105 points because of all the rumors I had heard, I actually went with what I put out there to everybody, and it paid off.
0: Hey, have you, you know, you should really uh, check Vegas or, or see if there's an underground where you can actually bet on this stuff. By, you know. uh,
1: they actually do. I think it's only maybe available for uh, the U.S. because uh, during the uh, premium live events, as they want to be called now, uh, they have a deal with DraftKings and uh, making bets and stuff like that. But I think you have to be in the States for uh, doing that. Unfortunately, Canada, I don't think it's come to that yet. Um should probably talk to our friends over at CoolBet and see how that could be worked out for Canadian uh, viewers.
0: If I could lose lose money, if I'm going to lose money betting, damn it, I'm okay if it's wrestling.
1: There we go. And hey, unless you're Nostradamus or have your ear to the ground, it's still up in the air. Like People had some really good picks and unfortunately did not uh, go their way.
0: Yeah, overall I thought it was a good event. Um, The only match I didn't watch was the mixed tag because I personally just dislike mixed tags. Most of them are quite boring, useless. I just, the last mixed tag I actually cared about was WrestleMania six and uh, well, there you go.
1: (laughs) Understandable because yeah, well, when it's men against women, they don't allow that even though last night they did allow the women to touch the men, but the men didn't touch the women and just as those who may or may not have seen the show i still don't get why edge and beth have been going over each time there's been no heat uh given to ms and maurice and they've just been useless so i i it's a a lopsided booking for somebody as talented as ms is but we're here to talk about some history and start at the very beginning of the royal rumble and actually the royal rumble uh as a history people know about it uh designed by uh, pat patterson um he tried it out a couple times uh because Vin- well actually he suggested to Vince, and this uh, shit on it the whole time and was like no no I'm not going to do it not going to do it and then dick embersall ended up coming up to uh mcmahon and wanting a special to counter um i believe it was one of the nwa events could be uh Bunkhouse Stampede or something like that. But uh, one of the NWA events, and that was going to be on pay-per-view, and they wanted to counter it and came up with a special from Hamilton on USA Network, and they needed something special to do as an attraction. And that's when Vince finally gave in to Pat Patterson and said, okay, just do it, because he suggested to Embersole, and Embersole loved the idea. Uh, They did a couple of... uh, test runs, and I think you uh, found that one was like uh, a 12-man battle royal, that one-man gang won, yes. but with the magic of Inversal getting involved, he was able to tweak it with countdown clocks and stuff like that, which made it more exciting for fans than what happened in the uh, test runs, which really looked bad, and then it became a pay-per-view, and as all these years, 35 years later, we're still Celebrating
0: Royal Rumble. And who doesn't like the sound of an arena horn going off for a goal?
1: Yeah, especially in this case, now that they do two Royal Rumbles, you're hearing it about uh, 56
0: times, 57 times, something like that. You know, that's one event that uh, I would like to see them do that outside.
1: Yeah, could be. Because you look
0: at the set and everything and where they did it, it's becoming to look more like because it's the road to WrestleMania, we might as well make it look kind of like a teaser of you're in the big season now, you're in the big leagues.
1: Well, even last night they were in uh, a uh, stadium or a dome uh, stadium as opposed to just a regular arena. And I think uh, a lot of their major pay-per-views or – premium live events, are going to be in uh, stadium-type settings as opposed to just a regular arena to set mm-hmm. them out apart uh, from that. Because I know Money in the Bank, I think, is supposed to be at uh, the stadium in uh, Las Vegas. And uh, they thought, of, I think SummerSlam was going to be also in a, a stadium. Uh, WrestleMania 39 is going to be in the SoFi Stadium in uh, California and of course they're in texas uh, this year for wrestlemania so big events are going to those places and then the b cards are going to be in smaller uh, venues but for mm-hmm. a big venue for us was hamilton's cops coliseum and that uh, brings us to royal rumble 88.
0: yep uh, so from cops coliseum in hamilton ontario canada um yay canada uh, the event aired as a television special, as it was uh, mentioned. Uh, the main event was a two out of three falls match in which the Islanders, Haku and Tama, defeated the Young Stallions, Paul Roma and Jimmy Powers. Uh, the Jumping Bomb Angels, uh, these these two ladies, they defeated the Glamour Girls. But I, I, I tell you, it was another two out of three falls match. Uh, I just and to want present, to, pronounce uh, their
1: names and even Vince who hired them. Yeah, I'm going to try to pronounce their know. names.
0: I think the fir- the first name like if you just went with first or last you could do it but all f- the first and last of both names I yikes. But um uh so it was a, again a two out of three falls match. Uh, I just watched this event maybe about 2 weeks ago. Uh fantastic uh tag team match it kind of um drains on uh at the end but the the uh, definitely the first bout at the first uh fall is the best uh part of the whole match but it it shows that yeah a lot of the women's wrestling back then wasn't great but there was talent out there and they sure had them at that event um And we had Ricky Steamboat defeat Rick Rude by DQ. And that was another great uh, matchup on there. Uh, I zipped through the Dino Bravo attempting to set a world record uh, with the bench press. Uh, This type of stuff was much bigger back then to do these tests of strengths. And it's kind of a, a side part. Instead of interviews and that, it was more, hey, let's do this. So it did anyways, drag he, was, on, though. he was successful, but of course, with the help from spotter Jesse Ventura, who would deny it for years and probably still would deny it now. Um, Andre the Giant Hulk Hogan signed a contract for WrestleMania 3 rematch that took place on February 5th, 1998, which was the first main event. And of course, if you want to see a great picture, um, if, if you're looking down in the uh, middle bottom there, uh, Andre the Giant sitting on a small chair uh with hogan and a tonny it it's like kid, kids at a table it's uh quite funny yeah it's uh, a children's
1: uh thanksgiving table um as far as the uh, main event goes i think we're going to be talking about that in i don't think it's this next episode but um within the next two episodes we'll be talking about that actual event where the screw job happened
0: yes Um, So the Royal Rumble itself had Bret Hart come in as number one and Tito Santana, number two, starting the event. And the last guy in was Junkyard Dog. Uh, The first to be eliminated was Bitch Reed. Um, Last eliminated was One Man Gang. The winner, Hacksaw Jim Duggan, which is kind of a surprise, especially when you look at how the event progressed where mostly it was your main guys that were winning it rarely ever did you have a mid card guy like a below mid card win it which was hacksaw jim duggan um but that was what was great at least initially of this event is anybody could in fact win it but unfortunately that didn't really happen over the years. The longest time was Bret Hart at 25.42, and the shortest time was Junkyard Dog at 2 minutes and 30 seconds.
1: Yeah, and this one was uh, a short Royal Rumble because it was only 20 people in it uh, as their first uh, attempt at it. Years uh, to come, we'd end up seeing the 30 as a traditional, uh, eventually a 40 man, and the Saudi Arabia one being 50. But this one that started everything off was 20. Um, So yeah, Junkyard Doug was the last one in and didn't last too long. Um, Yeah, that would be the one thing that might be needed to be looked at for future is surprise people. You know, have somebody from the lower card be able to be elevated by it. Uh, You never know. They could end up finding lightning in a bottle and uh, headline WrestleMania with somebody like, I'm not saying to do it, but an Austin Theory who is young And you don't expect him to be in that position.
0: Especially when you have all these other pay-per-views and raws and that where you can always take it from the guy. They can lose in a match or be screwed over or something like that.
1: And also, like I said, a younger person, they have two major titles right now. So along with women who they're not afraid now to put in a main event. So, if, say, an Austin Theory were to win or somebody lower card or new were to win that and go after the WWE Championship, that and they're doing two nights, uh, pay-per-views, they could do that one on the same night as the women uh, headline that night. And then the Universal title on night number two uh, was uh, the bigger names closing out the show. Give somebody a chance that never had a chance. if. Mm-hmm it could be a nice uh, change up instead of the predictableness of what the Royal Rumble is somewhat becoming, even though it's still great to watch.
0: Yeah, it's great to watch, but yeah, it's very predictable. Um, and I, as I was saying off air, uh, I, the, the big guys that they have now, what's the point? Cause we know for the most part, the big guys are never going to win these events. Uh, they always manage to get thrown over where honestly, a guy like Omos. He could yep. have given, been given a push again. It's Royal Royal Rumble to me can be also be treated like a King of the Ring, where it doesn't mean that they're gonna be a big star. And 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 again, you can always take that opportunity away.
1: Same with Money in the Bank. Yes, absolutely. So, so moving
0: on to the next one. Royal Rumble 89, um, January 15th, 1989, the summit in Houston, Texas. The, the, um, it was the first annual pay-per-view Royal Rumble. Um, so that's a nice trivia one there for people. Uh, the Rumble saw cracks in the mega powers after Hogan accidentally eliminated Randy Savage. Savage would confront Hogan and need Elizabeth to bring him down. Uh, Jim Duggan and the Hart Foundation, uh, defeating Dino Bravo and the Fabulous Rougeos in a two-out-of-three falls match. Uh, you can just skip right by that match. Rock and Robin defeating Judy Martin to retain the WWF Women's Championship. And King Haku defeating Harley Race to retain his King of the Ring crown in cape. Uh, a lot of these mat- earlier Roy Rumbles, the, the matches before the Rumble, really didn't mean a whole hell of a lot
1: yeah but the uh at least the uh, battle of uh harley race and uh haku Harley coming back from injury because the last time he'd been seen was when he tried to headbutt through um a table that hogan he laid hogan out on uh, on saturday night's may event and he disappeared and next thing you know king haku is there because heenan gave the crown over to him didn't really win it and harley was i believe a face at that time But because it was race and Haku, this was one of the rare times where you almost saw a strong style in a WWE uh, match, or WF match, because these two did not care and would hit each other hard. And that made a a little bit different uh, feel than a normal WF uh, match. But still, Haku uh, retained and Harley went off into the sunset, going to WCW eventually and managing... uh, Lex Luger and also uh, Vader. So, you know, it was a nice way to send Harley off. But uh, when we get to next year's uh, or the 1990 uh, edition, that's got to be one of my favorite opening matches. But uh, finishing off
0: uh, with 89. Uh, There was a post down between the WWF Intercontinental Heavyweight Champion Ultimate Warrior and Rick Rude. The winner had to be decided by fan reaction. Again, for me, this is just a waste of time, Uh, but of course, it's a part of wrestling. Uh, There were four categories, double biceps, best abs, most muscular, and medley of poses. Uh, Warrior won in every pose down. Rude, however, attacked Warrior with his own metal workout bar. And I agree with Jesse Ventura. He got screwed in this. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Warrior is big and buff, but Rude had the washboard stomach, uh, not an ounce of fat on him, and the women liked him a lot more, I think. But Jesse, the body uh, award winner. Yes, Richard. absolutely. So the rumble itself, uh the first two guys were actually tag team partners, Axe and Smash, and they didn't hold back, of course, until uh, the next guy came in and then they would, uh, of course, team up, but a uh, great way to start off uh, the rumble and uh Still, though this is only its second time, it was like a completely different start from the year before. Uh Ted DiBiase was the last person in, and of course, there was at that time there was a lot of rumors going around that he uh, put out some green to get that uh, number thirty spot. Rumors, uh, the first, yes. The first eliminated was Smash. Uh, the last eliminated was Ted DiBiase. The winner was G- Big John Stud. Again, a, a, a guy that wins it that. Really, I don't think it did really anything for him at that time. He was already made as far as people knowing who he was, and he really didn't need a title around him because how big he was. Well, he Uh, just also returned to uh,
1: the WWF, and he was definitely not the big John Studd of
0: before. Yeah, he uh, uh, kind of uh, gained some in the stomach. Uh, the most eliminations was Hulk Hogan at 10, longest time was Mr. Perfect, uh, 27, uh, almost uh, 28 minutes, and the shortest time was The Warlord, which would stand for uh, as a record for a few years at two seconds.
1: Yeah, that... Uh... Definitely does not hold ball if you're just stepping into the ring and getting clotheslined over the top rope.
0: Uh, Yeah. Poor Warlord.
1: Yep. Heading over to 1990, the Royal Rumble from Orlando Arena in Orlando, Florida.
0: Uh, The final event uh, commentated by Tony Schiavone after a very short time in the WWF. And, of course, the story goes is he wasn't planning on uh, commentating that night. Um, He was going to probably be doing backstage stuff. But uh, McMahon went up to him and said, did you bring your suit? Yes. Well, then you're going out there. So, really, a lot of people give Tony slack for his commentating style. I personally like it. It does put you to sleep, but I think it's in a good way.
1: He was Um, still, I think, with the company up until uh, WrestleMania at that time, but he was doing uh, backstage stuff and also uh, Coliseum home video uh, before yes. returning to uh, WCW and WA and eventually working with Jesse Val Ventura.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior would collide in the center of the ring for shattering their main event, Clash at WrestleMania VI. Uh, Jim Duggan uh, defeated Big Boss Man by DQ. Ronnie Garvin defeated Greg the Hammer Valentine in a submission match. This is one of my favorite matches uh, of the in the Rumbles. Uh, a great match. I know a lot of people have shit on this match, which I just, I shake my head because it's a good technical match. It tells a, a story, um, but hey. That's me.
1: I think it's because a lot of people didn't get behind people like Greg Valentine or Ronnie Garvin because they were those, they didn't have flash to them. They were just guys who showed up in their trunks. And in Valentine's case, he did have the uh, flashy robe. But after that, it was just two guys in their trunks uh, grappling. And At that time, Greg Valentine had his uh, little protective uh, brace on, and that was actually being used as a weapon, much like how Bob Orton did with his cast. And Garvin had gotten hurt and gotten his own uh, brace, which he called the Hammer Jammer. And as you recall, uh, Greg put in the uh, figure four, and it did nothing to... uh, Garvin because he had the Hammer Jammer on and he started making faces at uh, Greg and frustrating him and of course Greg would end up submitting to I don't think, I'm not sure what it was called at the time but it was the sharpshooter uh, before Bret Hart uh, started using it.
0: Uh, Yeah, great match. Uh, Brutus Barter Beefcake uh, versus the Genius ended in a double DQ. And the Bushwhackers, uh, Butch and Luke, defeated the fabulous Rujos, Jacques Rougeau and Raymond Rougeau. Uh, really, out of all those matches, um, the only worthwhile one is the Ronnie Garvin Valentine. Though the Jim Duggan boss man one isn't horrible, uh, it's probably the second best out of those. So the rumble itself, the number one this year was Ted DiBiase. And basically that was for his punishment for buying his uh, f- number 30 the year before. Uh, he would start with Coco Beware. So this time you had a bad guy against a good guy. And uh, the last guy that came in was Mr. Perfect. The first eliminated was Coco Beware. And the last eliminated was Mr. Perfect. The winner again, um, or sorry, is this the first time or I'm trying to think here? No, this is the first time Hogan won. we okay, get this is the first time. Okay, so this is the first time for Hogan uh, to win it. Again, he got 10 eliminations. Um, you know, this was the Hulk Hogan show, basically. Uh, <laughs> uh, the longest time was Ted DiBiase at uh, forty seven, and the shortest time, Shawn Michaels at 12 seconds, which um, is is somewhat surprising when you consider his years uh, after this, he does quite well in rumbles as far as time goes. Yeah, this time he was just a uh, rocker, and so they didn't waste
1: much time with him yep. on that. Uh, and this the uh, time when the champion actually won the, t- uh, won the Royal Rumble, and we uh, would end up seeing the warrior and Hogan go against each other. Now, the next year in 91, that's when you can almost say unofficially the winner was given a title shot at WrestleMania,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it wasn't official until 93.
0: <clears throat> for this one, sorry. So this one uh, was January 19th, 1991, the Miami arena in Miami, Florida. Sherry attempted to seduce warrior and get a championship match guarantee for the Macho man. We were denied Sherry and would feel the wrath of Savage later in the evening. I just love it when Sherry would seduce a Warrior. <laughs> uh, Virgil uh, found freedom from his employment with Ted DiBiase by hitting him with the Million Dollar Championship, and that would uh, start Virgil on a um, somewhat of a good guy run, but really, he just kind of it kind of never picked up enough. Yeah, it was too bad because he wasn't a terrible wrestler. He had a, a great look.
1: Yeah, and Mike Jones was uh, also supposed to be teaming, I guess, with Piper because Piper was the one who was encouraging him to Mm -hmm. get his freedom. And then it led to a match at WrestleMania. But Piper was supposed to be, I think, in it. But he got into a motorcycle accident. So, yeah, a lot of things went downhill and did not work out. Of course, we'd see uh, Virgil uh, run into Yokozuna a year or so later.
0: Oh, that was fantastic. Uh, Dusty Rhodes left the WWF to return to WCW, taking Dustin with him. Uh, did, 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 oh, and that was that was that match, was it? They were That was a match there, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, that was the uh, tag team match with DiBiase and yes. uh, Virgil. And we only basically saw Dustin uh, perform that one time and wouldn't see him again until 1995 in the WWF as Gold Dust. <sighs> But he was over in uh, WCW for a while as the natural Dustin Rhodes.
0: Yeah, I think that that, um, without a gimmick as far as face painting and all that other stuff, uh, Dustin did much better over in WCW, in my mind, as far as being able to see him wrestle and what he could do. Uh, did it, did it, Sergeant Slaughter defeated the ultimate warrior and really, you know, again, people crap on warrior, but he had some good uh, um, tilt um, that. They were able to get, some guys were able to get good matches out of the Ultimate Warrior to win the WWF Heavyweight Championship. Ted DiBiase and Virgil defeated Dustin Rhodes and Dusty, uh, Dustin Rhodes. The Mountie defeated Coco Beware. The Big Boss Man beat the Barbarian. Uh, and the Rockers, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels defeated the Orient Express. Cato and Tanaka. That match uh, could have been good, but... Um, for some reason, they went short on that match.
1: That was an amazing match that needed more time. Yes. I, yes. I love that opening match between uh, the Rockers and uh, Kato and Tanaka. And basically, it's a rematch from uh, the AWA with the uh, Diamond Ex- Exchange and uh, the Midnight Rockers. Mm-hmm. They knew each other from then, and it was a really great match. Uh, Definitely could have uh, used some more time. And we talked about how uh, Slaughter ended up winning the title, but because Savage was angered over Warrior not wanting to give him a title shot, you saw Randy uh, bring out his old uh, baseball uh, swing with the uh, scepter and uh, crack uh, Warrior's coconut uh, with it. And they took a wall up because later on he had to actually get pieces removed from his uh, scalp. Uh, That's how much everything shattered and stayed in warrior's head. And Slaughter picked up the victory and got the uh, title. And he was already the turncoat uh, supporting the Iraqi regime. Mm
0: -hmm. And and it was was a really good, uh, I think it was well done. Uh, how the bad guy got that uh, title. Um, so the Royal Rumble itself, Bret Hart would start it off with uh, going against Dino Bravo. Uh, the number thirty was uh, Tugbo. and the first eliminated was Dino Bravo. It there's there's a little bit of a, a pattern here that the second guy in seems to be tossed first. Uh, last eliminated was uh, Earthquake. The winner for the second time in a row was Hulk Hogan, and he eliminated seven in this one. The longest time was Rick Martel, uh, which really showed how good Rick Martel is. And to me, it was almost um, maybe not foreshadowing, but of the next year, kind of showing really how Ric Flair to do it
1: yeah i like because how Rick martel
0: i mean he could have won that if that's the guy they would have picked because he did a great job of of uh staying in there and uh, showing that he could work in the shortest time was butch uh, whacker luke uh four seconds and savage no showed
1: yeah that was when Wacker luke marched his way down to the ring got in and uh, somebody grabbed him by the back of his uh uh, pants and his singlet and just dumped him over the uh, other end, side of the ring and he landed on his feet and kept on marching back to the ring and uh, to the dressing room.
0: One of the best quick eliminations, in my opinion. <laughs> and that's a great trivia question there, too. Who was the guy that tossed him?
1: I totally forget.
0: And that's okay. You can't remember everything.
1: Set over to nineteen ninety two Royal Rumble.
0: 1992 Royal Rumble was January nineteenth at the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. Uh, the first high stakes Rumble with the winner awarded the vacated, um, sorry, the vacant, the vacant WWF World Belt. The New Foundation beat the Orient Express. Uh, the natural disasters, earthquake and typhoon defeated the WWF Tag Team Champions, the Legion of Doom, by countout. And since the National de- Disasters won by countout, the Legion of Doom, of course, retained the belts. The Beverly Brothers, Blake and Bo Beverly, defeated the Bushwhackers, Butch, uh, Whacker, Luke and Butch, and Rowdy Piper defeated the Mountie in a pretty damn decent match. That was probably the best undercard match on the night. Um, to win the WWF IC uh, belt, and that was his first title win in the WWF, and his only one, I think. Oh, no, he got uh, tagged later.
1: He got a tag team title later. Um, That was an interesting time because Bret Hart was supposed to be the Intercontinental Champion. He got sick, dropped the title to uh, the Mountie, and it was supposed to be Bret and the Mountie at the Royal Rumble. All of a sudden, Brett's out, Piper's in, and gets the uh, title. And because the uh, WDF title was vacant at the time, and Piper was also in the Rumble, he had a chance to walk out uh, with two titles. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, but it was going to be quite the night for Piper had that happened.
0: Mm-hmm. And no, also,
1: be- uh, the uh, with the Bushwhackers and the uh, Beverly Brothers, that's where they had uh, Jameson in the Bushwalkers' corner. Uh, it was a comedian that uh, was discovered and uh, just uh, dressed up like a nerd and was basically a counter to uh, uh, the genius for that match.
0: Yeah, uh, kind of a horrible character, kind of like a very, very early version of... Um, a white Urkel. Know? Yeah, a white Urkel, there you go. So in this one, the uh, British Bulldog and Ted DiBiase uh, started it out. Uh, And, of course, that means that Ted DiBiase got eliminated first. Uh, He he never did well after he he stopped uh, bribing his way in. Uh, Number 30 was the Warlord. Uh, Last eliminated was Sid Justice by that bastard Hulk Hogan. The winner was, of course, Ric Flair, who was in three. Um, Great commentary by both uh, Monsoon and um, Heenan on this one. Uh, The most eliminations was Sid at six. Uh, Longest time was Ric Flair at uh, two seconds over uh, an hour. And the shortest time went to Hercules at 56 um, uh, seconds.
1: Yeah, it was uh, really cool with uh, Heenan. Uh, commentating, and uh, when Flair came out that number three, he was uh, ranting that this isn't fair to Flair, and uh, every time somebody else came in, uh, he was panicking, but then if they saved Rick, he'd love them, but then all of a sudden Rick would, t- uh, or they would turn on Rick, or Rick would turn on that person, and he'd be cursing that person uh, for turning on Rick, and oh my God, and then at the end, they ended up uh, at the back, And if I recall right, I heard this weekend on a uh, podcast uh, that when Gene Orkolin was like, hey, you, put out that smoke. Nobody actually was smoking. That was just being mean Gene being mean Gene. Mm -hmm. And because it was live, he did that and made it seem as though it was a big press conference for Ric Flair. So that was totally outlived from what I uh, heard. I'm trying to remember Mm -hmm. whose podcast it was on... um, I think it was possibly a uh, Bruce Pritchard one. But, yeah, whoever it was uh, found out just recently uh, that there wasn't anybody smoking. It was just Gene being Gene. And it was an awesome uh, promo uh, with Heenan and uh, Perfect saying, we're not the type of people to say, I told you so, but we told you so. And, of course, Brick Flair getting the title from uh, Jack Tunney and saying that this is the greatest – championship in the world, and with a tear in my eye, it's a great night, and uh, fans here in London, Ontario, if you ever are at the John, uh, the Budweiser Gardens and see the London Knights score, you at one point we're getting video of Rick uh, from that, con- uh, that press conference doing his woo, now it's been changed over to him wooing at the funeral parlor, but they uh, definitely liked using both of those with Ric Flair whenever mm-hmm. the Knights score.
0: Yeah, the, to me, this is the most memorable one out of them. Uh, 92 is a fantastic rumble. Uh, and uh, again, we've discussed it. Hulk Hogan gets uh, eliminated, so he gets sore, and he helps Ric Flair, his nemesis, pull out a good guy, Sid Justice, and somehow that makes Sid Justice a bad guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, w d logic. Yeah, I love it. And yeah, the Rumble was the, probably one of the most star-studded at that time of all of them uh, because as much as you knew probably Ric Flair was going to win, there was a lot of people who could have won at any time, whether it was Sid, Hogan, Piper, Savage, you know, you had somebody like rick martell in there that lasted a long while uh not as long as rick did this time but just so many people could have been awarded that title Mm.
0: all right we're moving along we got royal rumble 93 january 24th uh, at the arco arena in sacramento for california uh, we would see the debut of Giant Gonzalez in an airbrush fur-covered unitard as he came out to attack The Undertaker and scared many, many children. Um, the winner of this Rumble would finally be awarded a prize, the main event versus the champion at WrestleMania. Uh, Bret Hart defeated Razor Moon to retain the WWF World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, the Steiner brothers, Rick and Scott, beat the Beverly brothers. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow beat the Big Boss Man. And Shawn Michaels defeated Marty Jannetty to retain the WWF IC belt. Overall, uh, the um, undercard for that night is pretty good. Uh, none, I wouldn't say any of the matches really sucked. Um, overall, there was probably so far the best undercard of all the uh, royal rumbles to date uh the royal rumble itself saw rick flair of course he comes in number one again and the second guy was bob Backlund. and whoa what is that the first eliminated was not bob Backlund. no it was papa shango the last guy in was randy savage and he was the last guy eliminated uh the winner was yokozuna which was the first time uh really uh a big guy won it. Uh, yes, uh, Big John Studd was a big guy, but Yoko was like um, uh, a, con- a walking condominium. Uh, most eliminations went to Yokozuna that year at seven, the longest time. Bob Backlund showing that um, he, I mean, again, there's another guy that they could have let one. this one. Uh, he went for a uh, little longer than, f- or I'm trying to think, was that longer than flares? Longer than flares. Yes, it was at a min- uh, at an hour and a minute and 10 seconds. And the shortest time went to Terry Taylor at 24 seconds. Well, this one was uh, one of the ones where it's like, um,
1: just mentioned at the start of the show, where somebody new got given a push because Yokozuna hadn't been around there too long was a fresh face he came in as a monster and got the uh, title shot of course I still don't understand why Randy Savage yes I get trying to work him over to tire him out and hopefully somehow find a way of getting over the top rope but got Yokozuna down went to the top rope dropped the big elbow and went for a pin yeah going for the pin though Yoko uh, showed his power and kicked out sending Savage over the top rope and getting the yeah, victory. kind of a goofy ending. Yeah. We also saw I the... Didn't.
0: Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. You were probably about to say it. Go
1: ahead. I don't know what you were going to say. But we also saw the debut of Lex Luger as the narcissist, uh, and Bobby Heenan uh, going on and on about him almost yeah, <laughs> to a very uncomfortable degree. <laughs> But uh, he posed in front of mirrors, and then uh got covered back up. And uh, that, thankfully, did not last uh, too, too long.
0: Yeah. And you and know what going to say? Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, the debut of Luger there. And, and also the name, The Narcissist, which um, uh, Bobby Heenan had trouble pronouncing. <laughs> and
1: then uh, if you look at also on the undercard... Was the Steiner Brothers against the Beverly uh, Brothers? Now, in NXT 2.0, you could actually have uh, half of uh, the second generation going against each other, as the son of Rick Steiner, Braun Breaker, could take on the uh, son of Blake Beverly in uh, Von Wagner.
0: Nice yeah it's great when uh, the children of your the superstars you watched growing up are now in the ring,
1: yeah, so it makes you feel old to know that you were uh, watching them. you know
0: the, the, yeah it, it does but and also it's 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 neat i'm not
1: compl- i'm not complaining about that
0: yeah.
1: so yeah that would bring us to nineteen ninety four
0: 1994, January 22nd, uh, the Providence Civic Center in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, the first time the Rumble was won by two men. Uh, tension uh, between Brett and Owen finally came to a head when Owen turned on Brett after their tag match. And uh, uh, I don't blame Owen. He's not a nugget. No, he's not. Uh, Yokozuna defeated The Undertaker in a casket match to retain the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, which ended, uh, I believe that's the one that ended in the fire, is that not? No, the
1: fire one came uh, in 98. This one was uh, everybody helping Yoko win, and Undertaker being rolled up to the uh, entranceway, where all of a sudden lightning and smoke started, and then he somehow uh came on the screen they did like an x-ray thing and next thing you know he's floating up from the uh titantron into the rafters
0: yeah and that was a it was a cool effect that they did uh and a lot of people say that uh, the person that was uh the one getting raised was actually macho man randy savage yeah uh the wwf tag team championship uh Tanks defeated Bam Bam Bigelow, and Razor Ramon defeated IRS to retain the Intercontinental Championship. Not too bad of an undercard. Of course, the Yokozuna-Undertaker match is a pretty good match, uh, considering how big Yokozuna is. And um, a good big man match. Yeah,
1: and Undertaker then uh, would return in time for SummerSlam that year, uh, missing WrestleMania.
0: Now, remind me, who's this Tanks guy?
1: (laughs) That would be a uh, spell correction uh, going on, and that should be Tatanka, but, you know. Okay, Tatanka. Now that makes sense. Because check doesn't like
0: the name Tatanka. Uh, it gave us the word tanks. All right. Um, so the Royal Rumble itself that year, King Scott Steiner started it off with Samu, uh, which is part of the, I want to say the, well, I want to say the Islanders, but it's not the Islanders. the, um, oh, geez. Shrinkers. Shrinkers. That's it. Uh, so they started it off. Uh, and yes, the first eliminated was Samu. Uh, Adam Bomb was the last guy in. Last eliminated was Shawn Michaels. The winners uh, of that year was Bret Hart and Lex Luger, who both were able to uh, go over the top rope and land at the same time, uh, which, you know, is pretty good that they were able to do it quite well, and they didn't have to, you know, do any weird camera tricks to uh, uh, afterwards so that we believed it happened. Um, mostly they had to do that later on. Oh, did in they? years they had to do that years
1: in years to come when The Rock ended up winning and oh yes, was not supposed to uh, right. touch the ground and big show out, but uh, and also. This one was at least planned, unlike Cena and Batista.
0: Mm, yes. Uh, most eliminations, Diesel at seven. Longest time was Bam Bam Bigelow. Uh, he was in there for a half hour uh, plus. And the shortest time went to Billy Gunn uh, at 14 seconds. And uh, uh, no show that year was Bastion Booger, who was um, throwing up in the back. But the real story, I can't remember, it is on our history uh lessons but I, I can't right now remember exactly what happened to him.
1: Yeah, and i draw a blank on that one too uh of what his real reason was but yeah they said he was just eating and gorging himself yes. and forgot his number. <laughs> um really good uh build up for over uh the time from uh Survivor Series 2 uh, the Royal Rumble with uh, the tension between Brett and Owen reconciling over Christmas time but then Brett getting injured, and for whatever reason, the referee said Brett could not continue, and instead of Brett tagging out, uh, he tried to continue, and that's when the ref said no, and that uh, match got thrown out, and Owen, of course, snapped, kicking his leg out from under him, and uh, they went downhill from there and made an amazing opening match for WrestleMania
0: with the brothers against each other. Well, Brett deserved it, being so good and all. He did. Uh, Right. So that concludes Royal Rumble 94.
1: Over to Royal Rumble 95 with January 22nd, 1995 at the USF Sundome in Tampa, Florida.
0: All right, uh, Pamela Anderson was a guest at the event and a bonus prize for the winner of the Royal Rumble. She would be in the corner of the winner at WrestleMania. Bam Bam Bigelow and Lawrence Taylor had a confrontation at ringside that led to a main event match at WrestleMania. Uh, with a 60-second uh, interver- interval between entries, the 95 Rumble was the quickest in history. Uh, The Undertaker's feud with Ted DiBiase's uh, Million Dollar Corporation also escalated as DiBiase's men stole the urn that was said to give The Undertaker his power. Diesel defended the title against Bret Hart. Uh, The match was stopped when several other wrestlers interfered and the referee lost control of the match. Uh, You actually watch that match and you kind of go, wow, this kind of looks like WCW. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, with the amount of interferences in that match. Two other title matches took place. Jeff Jarrett won the WWF uh, Intercontinental belt from Razor Ramon, and the 1-2-3 Kid and Bob Holly beat Tatanka and Bam Bam Bigelow to win the final match in a tournament tournament that determined the new WWF Tag Team Champions. Plus, The Undertaker defeated IRS. Overall, great uh, undercard. Uh, Kind of funny seeing The Undertaker was taking on IRS. Uh, (laughs) This was an Undertaker was still rather
1: slow and methodical, and they were doing that whole uh, overkill on the dead man thing. When he started going against littler people, he started moving better and being more athletic, shall I say, compared to just the zombie-like uh, Undertaker. Uh, I can't say I was a huge fan of Zombie Taker. <laughs> just because of how slow his matches and prodding they were when he got in there with uh people like sean and brett
0: wow but and i think that i mean i understand it now why he chose to be slow methodical do a lot of that no selling and all that because it was he was building the character and once the character yeah once he had the character um uh built Then he was able to go out there and start to wrestle more like he wanted to. Yeah. All right. Uh, So the Royal Rumble match itself, uh, the number one and two entries made it all the way to the end of the match to be the last two men standing to finish the match, Shawn Michaels and Davey Boy Smith. And number 30 was Crush. The first eliminated was Jimmy Del Rey. Uh, last eliminated was Davy Boy Smith, and the winner was Shawn Michaels. Uh, and it was k- kind of, if I remember, that was kind of a dusty finish, uh, if you will. It's somewhat of a dusty finish. Luckily, uh, Sean was a lot
1: better at uh, doing what they needed him to do, unlike how, unfortunately, Kofi missed it last night and did not save himself. That was supposed to be a uh, save and got botched. Uh, but uh, you're sitting out, here.
0: S- do you think it really got botched? I I kind of think it was a, if if you succeed, you succeed. If you don't, you don't. It's not a big deal. They because... apparently had
1: another spot, a big spot planned between uh, oh. Kofi and uh, Big E that had to uh, obviously not happen. Uh, but, yeah, Sean was dumped over the top rope. His hmm. right foot touched the floor, but he was able to manage to keep his left off the floor and swing himself back up. The cameras and the referees were there perfectly to watch this happen. And uh, much like how Brett and uh, Luger did, they made it a dramatic finish. Sean got back in as the music started for Davy Boy Smith. And Davy was posing on the second turnbuckle, got pushed over. And that's when they realized, wait a minute, Sean's only had one foot touch the ground. And then he posed with Pamela Anderson. And. Uh, his extra prize who was going to be in this corner as he challenged for the wf championship
0: yeah and he picked up eight eliminations in that one the longest time was Shawn michaels at 38 minutes and 41 seconds and the shortest time was tied owen hart and mo um poor owen hart being put in with mo in that category at three seconds um that one, the rumble, you know it, it was it was good because it was more compact, but I prefer the hour mat, hour long match to minutes in between. Um, I just that one I think works the best for that type of match because if a you make it too under. short, it's just like a more like a battle royal.
1: Yeah, and with the extra time, whether it's 90 seconds or two minutes, it does give the extra time to breathe and let the uh, competitors get from the uh, entranceway into the ring as opposed to taking their time and then next thing you know, somebody else is on their tail and there was already a countdown happening at 10 seconds. It just, yeah, it allows for some breathing room.
0: All right, we're moving on. To 1996. January 21st, uh, the Sayland Arena in Fresno, California. The event saw The Undertaker face Bret Hart for the WWF World Heavyweight Championship, where Undertaker won via DQ due to interference from Diesel. Goldust defeated Razor Ramon for the WWF Intercontinental Championship, and the Smoking Guns Billy and Bart defeated the Bonnie Donnas, Skip and Zip, to retain the WWF Tag Team Championship, Ahmed, John, Ahmed Johnson beat Jeff Jarrett by DQ. At this time, you, you, you can definitely see that the the um, tag team division was starting to kind of slip. You had teams like the Body Donnas. No offense, fine wrestlers, but just more of a joke of a team. Um, definitely characters yeah it it just wasn't i mean the smoking guns was like their hot tag team, and personally i didn't think too much of them uh but it is what it is uh uh so the yeah the, the, of course the undertaker against bret Hart that was you know the undertaker was able to start you know the wrestle more like uh mark calloway uh, wanted to wrestle yeah and the uh intercontinental
1: title uh situation was uh uh, interesting, shall I say, backstage because Goldust was doing this whole uh, androgynous, but also kind of uh, homosexual type character, and Scott Hall was totally against it, uh, not wanting uh, the actual the extra touching that was uh, needed to, to pull that off. And so it was made for a very uncomfortable situation in real life between the two Um, as far as characters go. uh, I think there was respect between them for who they are, but not as far as the whole character uh, building thing. And then eventually um, Goldust won the title here, supposed to defend against uh, Razor, but then Scott Hall jumped ship to WCW and that totally ended that and Goldust ended up getting Piper. But, uh, yeah, that was uh, one of the starting points for the Razor Goldust thing. He had uh, a unique thing with the uh, free-for-all show, whether you call it the kickoff show or Sunday Night Heat. In this case, it was free-for-all. And they had a match to determine number one and number 30, with the loser getting number one in the Rumble and number 30 going to the winner of the match. And that was Helmsley losing to
0: Duke the Dumpster Drossi. Uh, WWE President Grillemann soon stepped in after Drosy was pinned and reversed the referee's decision on that match, disqualifying, disqualifying Helmsley for using brass knuckles to knock Drosy out. Um, so uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley starts the Royal Rumble with Henry Godwin um, and the last guy in, of course, was Duke the Dumpster Drosy. The first eliminated was Bob Backlund. Uh, A lot of times, the the, the guy that the year before went a long time, the next year usually didn't last long. It it just seemed that they they did it that way. Uh, Last eliminated was Diesel. Winner was Shawn Michaels. The most eliminations was Shawn Michaels at eight. The longest time was Hunter Hurst Helmsley at 48 um, minutes. And the shortest time was squat teamer number two um being a, a headhunter uh, he was only in there for 24 seconds and uh, those were the two um very large fat guys if i remember bald heads and they had uh, uh what were they called in because I, I believe those were the same guys that were in wcw were they not
1: yeah uh, i think they were swat team but the, uh, for this they were called squat team i checked the names <laughs> on uh wikipedia um, the one thing I noticed that I uh, missed out and did uh, acknowledge with the photos here, you're going to see, uh, for those watching, a picture of the ringmaster, Steve Austin. And the reason why I put him there is because he was supposed to make it to the final four. But somehow, I guess, between maybe a little excess baby oil and then, an oopsie, uh, he got clotheslined over the top rope, I think, by Fatu, And instead of holding on and slipping back into the ring, he just kept on sailing. And that kind of ruined the uh, idea that he was supposed to be in a Final Four, which uh, being put in the Final Four, depending on who it is, is also a somewhat of a thumbs up to future things going to be going well for you which we'll end up seeing in the later years here on uh, Royal Rumbles uh, throughout the rest of the 90s. But, uh, yeah, that oops could have uh, been a little bit make or break for Steve for the rest of 96. But we did see him go on to be the king of the ring in 1996 anyways.
0: Yes. And this made Shawn Michaels the... um his second Royal Rumble win and uh, would make him tie with Hulk Hogan for uh, back-to-back wins and winning, of course, two Rumbles. Pardon me. Dinner coming up. Moving on to 1997. 1997. uh, The Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. The main event saw Shawn Michaels defeat Psycho Sid to win the WWF Championship. Vader defeated the Undertaker. Ahmed Johnson defeated Farouk. With Clarence Mason crushed Dilo Brown, uh, JC Ice and Wolfie D by DQ, and Hunter Helmsley defeated Gold Dust to retain the WWF Intercontinental Championship. Uh, during and during this time, the WWF was working with the Mexican uh, Mexico-based Lucha Libre triple uh, a and worldwide promotion and had several wrestlers from that company participate in the royal rumble match as uh, well as in a number of undercard matches uh i was gonna say something and all that and now i can't remember anyway yeah, there's
1: Ooh. most of the undercard that consisted of uh the triple a guys including also the uh dark matches that happened beforehand um there was a free-for-all match that had uh, Masquerade junior and la Parca, uh defeating mini mankind and mini vader so they had the minis out there uh during the main show guys like connect hector garza uh paraguayo uh defeated uh Ferweza uh, guerrera uh heavy metal and jerry estrada so uh very heavily involved with the uh, AAA promotion that uh, time. And WWE gets yeah, slack for not willing to work with
0: other companies. But that does happen. It does happen. And actually, it, it it's happened throughout the history. They've worked with pretty much all the biggins over the years. NWA, of course, AAA. They've uh, worked with New Japan before. They funded ECW. Yes, they have funded that, so they do. Last work. night had
1: the Impact uh, Women's Knockout Champion.
0: Yeah, and that was good to see. I uh, wish she could have stayed in there a little longer, but it was good to see that they actually put up, you know, Impact Champion. That was that. I think that's um, it's good because WWF does need or WWE needs to do a little more of that because when these companies go under. And people are, are going to sell it. You know who wants to buy it. Yeah. And then as well, with
1: the fact that uh, I saw this online also, and I know it's taken away from our 97 uh, talk, but uh, having heard Mickey James there, laying your, uh, the title and putting the graphic up, actually did more, I think, for Impact than Kenny Omega holding the Impact Championship with the AEW Impact uh, crossover that they were somewhat doing i think impact might have even gotten more out of mickey james's appearance
0: yeah and that's something that uh could happen in the future more of that type of stuff which uh, especially you know at the the uh, battle royal at wrestlemania why not bring in some of these other people especially the ones that wrestled for you yep carry on with 97 Yes, uh, the first guy in was Crush, and uh, Ahmed Johnson uh, started it off. The last guy in was The Undertaker. Uh, The first eliminated was the fake Razor Ramon, and the last eliminated was Bret Hart. The winner of this one was Steve Austin. Uh, Austin was eliminated by Bret Hart, but snuck back in the ring while officials were distracted by a brawl between Terry Funk and Mankind on the other side of the ring. Uh, Most eliminations in this one was Steve Austin at 10. Longest time uh, was Steve Austin at 45 minutes and seven seconds. And the shortest time was Jerry the King Lawler wasting someone's spot at four seconds. Yeah, and... um...
1: Those who are uh, looking here, uh, we also saw Shawn Michaels retain. Uh, sorry, win back the WWF Championship. They lost at Survivor Series to Sid. Uh, Shawn was booed in the Garden uh, in New York during uh, Survivor Series, but because he was back home in San Antonio, he was able to get the title back. Plus, we saw uh, at one point the ring get cleared by Steve Austin, and if people are watching, see in the right hand corner Austin sitting there looking at his imaginary watch waiting for the next person to come out and the look on his face when the hitman's music came was priceless
0: yes absolutely it uh, it was in a way for me that was I wanted not the start because the start for him was king of the ring but that was like uh, it wasn't a one-off Yeah, they were building the momentum. He was going to be doing better at pay-per-views and really showed that, you know, hey, WCW, this is what a guy in black trunks can do.
1: Exactly. And they were leading up to him becoming eventually, uh, well, it would take another year and a uh, half-ish before he became the world champion, but it set up also that match for uh, Bretton-Austin even though they originally were looking at Brett and Sean uh, part two at WrestleMania 13 Mm -hmm. with Sean losing a smile. They were able to Mm -hmm. work on what they had already started with Steve and uh, Brett as well. So they had many options to go to. All righty. I think we're going to finish off the 90s with uh, 98 and 99, and we'll call it a wrap on this one until next year. So let's go over to 98. 98.
0: I just scrolled past 98. There we go. Uh, The San Jose Arena in uh, California, and it was January 18th. Mick Foley appeared as all three of his WWE characters: Mankind, Dude Love, and Cactus Jack. Uh, Shawn Michaels landed awkwardly on the edge of the uh, of the casket on his lower back. Shawn would only wrestle one more time at WrestleMania 14 in '98 and not return uh, to in-ring action until SummerSlam 2002 in the WWE or F. Uh, Kane helped Shawn Michaels win the casket match. Kane and Paul Bear then covered the casket in gasoline and set it on fire. That was fantastic. Uh, The main event was a casket match between Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker for the WWF Championship, uh, which Michaels won to retain the title uh also vader defeated gold dust sunny refer, uh, refereed a six-man tag team with minis max mini mosaic and nova defeated battalion el Torito, and tarantula uh and that is a different and if i i believe i looked this up uh before that is a different el torrito than the one that came years later Yes, a
1: uh, different El Torito. Uh, the second El Torito dressed up like a bull. The other one, I do not believe, uh, did. No, no. Uh,
0: the Legion of Doom, Hawk and Animal, defeated the New Age Outlaws, uh, uh, Road Dog Jesse James and Badass Billy Gunn by DQ, therefore not winning the WWF Tag Team Championship. And The Rock defeated Ken Shamrock to retain the WWF IC belt. <coughs> Pardon me. On to the rumble itself. Uh, Cactus Jack started it off. And with Chainsaw Charlie, who, of course, was Terry Funk, uh, they would uh, start off the match. And Vader was the last guy uh, at number 30. The first eliminated was Tom Brandy. Last eliminated was The Rock. Winner, Steve Austin. Most eliminations went to Steve Austin at 7. The longest time was The Rock, who stayed in there for 51 minutes and 32 seconds. And that was a young Rock with the goofy uh, hair and the get-up. And the shortest time was Tom Brandy at 12 seconds. Now, remind me, who is this Tom Brandy guy? (laughs) He had been
1: Salvatore Sincere, but then they dropped that gimmick and he was just Tom Brandy. All right. Basically, generic wrestler number 33.
0: 33, nice. Yeah, so that, that was the second win for Steve Austin in a row. And uh, all in all, a good rumble, lots of big names in there. The undercard was pretty good, and it had a nice warm fire to keep the fans warm. Yeah, and then it must
1: be amazing timing, though. You wouldn't have expected it, that Cactus Jack starts it off Gets eliminated just in time for mankind to come out, and mankind gets eliminated just in time for dude love to come out. Whichever yeah, order it, it
0: was, but it, it was it was really brilliant. Uh, in a way, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened again, where someone who's you know been different gimmicks. Of course, what was special about this is all three gimmicks worked, <laughs> and they were all active at the same time. Story? They were all active at the
1: same time, so it yes. depended on what match Foley was put in to determine which
0: character he was going to be that night. I wonder if he got paid any more money, you know, because Cactus Jack and Mankind is more willing to do crazier stuff than Dude Love.
1: And you got to pay, uh, pack three uh, sets of gear.
0: That's true. So who knows? So Mrs. Sch- Foley had a long laundry night that night. Oh, yeah, and let's finish
1: this uh, episode off with nineteen ninety nine I might need to uh, go through the list unless you read it off the screen for the results because you might not have the updated list.
0: Oh, go ahead if uh, you want to do this one. Okay, uh well, you can do the uh, undercard stuff. Oh, So, we're going to go to the Arrowhead Pond. This is January 24th, 99, in Anaheim, California. The movie documentary, Beyond the Mat, was filmed during the Rumble. The focus was on Mick Foley and his family as he battled the rock. Uh, We would be introduced to Mick's children, Dewey and Noelle. Uh, Both would work for WWE as adults, Dewey rating TV and Noel attempting to become a wrestler during WWE's network show, Holy Foley. The event centered on the continuing heated rivalry between Stone Cold Steve Austin and Mr. McMahon, with those men entering the Rumble match at 1 and 2, respectively. This is the second time that a 1 and 2 started and finished the match. However, they left the ring for a while to brawl around the arena. The Rock defeated Mankind in an I Quit match to win the WWF title. Uh, Of course, you could go on about that match, how brutal it was with all the chair shots. Um, A very uh, good match. Lower down on the card, The Big Boss Man defeated Road Dog. Uh, Ken Shamrock defeated Billy Gunn to retain the WWF IC um, belt. And X-Pac beat Gangrel to retain the WWF European Championship. And Sable beat Luna Vachon to retain the WWF Women's Championship. Except for that, I quit match. Um, pretty much, you can skip the rest of the matches. Uh, not saying they're horrible, but uh, to relive Monday this Night stuff. Raw material. Yeah, yeah. And then on Sunday Night Heat, the Job Squad defeated Too Much, and Mankind defeated Mabel by DQ. Yeah,
1: you had to stack the deck more against Mankind by having him do double duty, including the the nineteen chair shots craziness looking over at the Royal Rumble though we uh, did mention that number one and number two were uh, Steve Austin and Vince McMahon number 30 was Vader the first eliminated was Golga most people would recognize him more so as uh, Earthquake but by the time he returned uh, he'd lost a lot of weight so they threw a hood under a hood on him and also had him Uh, wandering around with a Cartman uh, doll and dancing. How times have changed for Earthquake, poor man. Hey, hey,
0: hey, at least he wasn't a shark.
1: That's true. Lost and eliminated was Steve Austin, thanks to uh, all the shenanigans that went on with Vince McMahon and the corporation and the Stooges uh, just to uh, cause havoc in Steve's life. Of course, with Vince McMahon winning, He should have been getting a title shot at WrestleMania. Instead, he put that on the line against Steve Austin at St. Valentine's Day Massacre in the steel cage. And that was also the debut of Paul White. Unfortunately, uh, assisting Steve Austin in getting the win and going on to WrestleMania. So, you know, they played around with the Royal Rumble winner uh, that year. But still got to where they needed to with uh, the WrestleMania matchup which turned into Austin and, uh, the rock, the longest person in the ring, obviously, because they started off the match was Austin and McMahon and they lasted 56 minutes and 38 seconds. The total length of the entire Royal Rumble that year and the shortest person, uh, and time in the ring, uh, was Gilberg at six seconds. So that wraps up our look at the Royal Rumbles. Like I said uh, on this one and our other uh, history shows, one of my favorite ma- matches of the year, favorite night of the year as well, with everything that, where it starts and goes. It's almost playoff uh, season leading up to uh, WrestleMania. And we wanted to give it some justice. And so that's why we brought it to you. Uh, The first 12, covering the 80s and 90s. Next year, at this time, we're going to dive back in and start at 2000. So I hope you enjoyed this. Be sure to share your thoughts with us. There's many ways of getting in touch with us, whether it's on our Facebook page, emailing us, scumbagswrestling.gmail.com, going to our website, scumbagswrestling.ca. As I said, Facebook is the easiest way to get in touch with us. I want to thank you for watching on YouTube or Facebook and also listening to us on Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, anywhere else you get your podcasts from. We're part of the Ontario Independent Podcasting Network and the Johnners Podcasting Network. We want to thank our sponsors, CoolVet, for being a part of this and all our shows and helping us, uh, you know, give entertainment and let us relive what we love in wrestling in the history uh a lot of this information did come from wikipedia so uh whatever fans end up submitting to that along with our own uh, thoughts and memories from watching on the wd network uh, as jonesy said he was watching uh 88 recently and probably a few more uh in preparation for this and as i did as well so I want to thank you for being with us jonesy anything else you want to say
0: No, that's it. Just uh, looking forward to more years of Royal Rumbles.
1: Yeah, and we'll be back later on this week with This Week in History as we look at, uh, what is it going to be, Uh, January 27th, I think, through February 4th, something on that line, February 3rd. Yeah, Yeah, that will be. We'll uh, get back to you this Thursday with our newest edition So until then, have a great night.
0: Cheers.